God is good? All the time. Amen. Can you see me? Some of you are hidden behind the pole. Well, let me talk to you a little bit. I think last couple of weeks, I've been doing things that should, should be abnormal to me. Uh, and last Sunday, I told you about how I, how I drove down to Georgia about 10 days ago, oh, eight, weeks, eight days ago, to see some revivals going on. I brought some oil and everything. Apparently, that encouraged a lot of people. They are, they are half of our praise team not here because they drove down yesterday. Because I, but I don't miss Sunday to do this. But they drove down. They missed church to go down there. They already showed me pictures, sent a picture to me how they got orders from somebody already. But they will be in the service. If you want to see them, you can actually find Christ Fellowship Church in Dawsonville, Georgia. They will be live streaming tonight. The service as well as baptism. You can find them being baptized. Anyway, we'll see. But the thing that happened this week was that my favorite, one of my favorite pastors, there are about, ten, about a dozen of them that I listen to, I read, and I follow, often I imitate. One of, well, out of those, my favorite Korean pastor was in town, just a mile from my home. So I there's something that I don't do, ever do. I skipped our own prayer meeting to go to a revival meeting under the church nearby. I don't do that. I, I canceled my morning prayer to go to that prayer meeting to spend time with this pastor. And, and you know, and he's not the pastor who prays for you. He just doesn't. He just speaks, talks to you. In a, just word-focused person spoke about an hour every night really rocked my life. But I realized God's revival comes in different ways. I love different ways and God touches me. I love when God's presence, the power comes, when I encounter, experience God. But also I love it when the word of God comes, that really comes, powerfully begin to change my thoughts, confront me and, and really convict me who I am, what I am not and what I need to be, what I should become, I love it as well. So I'm, I was so renewed this week, so blessed this week. And, I, and, and, and so I'm not saying you should skip our church to go somewhere else. I'm not saying that, okay? But I realize, yes, I'm a pastor, but I'm still a child of God. I love to be blessed. I want to hear the word of God. Wherever I can go and where I can be blessed, I will go. That's why I drove down, flew down to Georgia. Pastor Shin is now egging me on. We should go to Texas because there's a place called Upper Room in Texas where a lot of things are happening. Anyway, he is trying to send me everywhere. Anyhow, I don't know about you. I want to be where God, our God shows up. But most of all, I, I, I want our God to be here with us. This is why the, when the, one of the songs we sang today you know, uh, about uh, make this your dwelling place, oh God. And I, I guess if I, if I were to summarize my ministry the last 18, 19 years at home, I was, in a way, teaching two things, really seriously. You can say whatever it might be, two things. One is 
Sunday is a day for God. I want our Christian life to be centered around people of God coming together to worship. Uh, Christ-centered, church-centered, and a community-centered Christian life. And, and this is why in everything in our church, even when we have retreat, we always come back to Sunday service. And I want this place to be where we meet and encounter God. That we don't have to go somewhere else to find God. That our God will meet us here. Amen? Good to see you guys. Youth group kids, I love them. You know I love you. Are we missing somebody here? Everybody here? Okay, seven of us? Okay, great. All right. Ah. Uh, Anyway, I, if, you, if you look at the bulletin, you realize I changed my message. My message was going to be uh, about God's will being done, not my will. But as I was preparing to go in and see Somi and pray for her yesterday, Somi is one of the young ladies we've been praying for. She's not a member of our church, a member of our friend's church. And we know her well. I've been praying for her. She's the one who had leukemia. She had a bone marrow, marrow transplant. We've been praying for her. She got the bone marrow transplant. She was in remission for a while. About, about a month or so, she, she's been having prolonged ear infection. They found leukemia cells back in her ear. So that she ended up, went to hospital, I think hospitalized on, I think Thursday or Friday. She's going through chemo. I went over to pray for her. We took my bottle of oil which holy oil that I got from Georgia, that, that, that oil that, that came out of the Bible. It's one of those oils, okay? I only have two left. Do not ask me, okay? <laughs> and, and so I took the one bottle, and she drank some. I made her drink some, and I prayed over her. And as I, was prepared, I prayed over her, God gave me a word. That's why I changed this message. And... and, and and I'll probably speak that words sometime soon. But I thought this is more appropriate to speak the word with her yesterday. I want to speak that, share that with you. If you have a good memory of the messages you hear, like me, I am sort of going back to one of the messages I shared two years ago. Not verbatim, but some of the stories in it. So if you think that I'm re regurgitating my message... I may be, but some of, most of you may not remember anyway. <laughs> I asked Pastor Mimi, last Sunday I shared a similar message. Last Sunday she said, I don't remember you speaking that anyway. If she doesn't remember you, I don't think you remember anyway. Anyhow, God is good. We are in the midst of 40 days of prayer. I don't know if you notice it ends on April 11th. 4-11. What does 4-11 mean? Number 4-11. 411. Information. What does that mean? And then some people like the numbers thing. It ends on 411. It is really, I think, praise about how we meet, how we get to know God best. Information, our who God is. We find most, we learn most about God through prayer. This is how, in a praise, how we get to know God, how we get to see God, hear God, how we get to get information about God. Amen? I'm trying to make up something here. Okay. Hope that worked a little bit. Anyway, 
God is good. If you can open your Bible, today's text is from Matthew 15. Chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. And it's also recorded in Mark chapter 7, 24 through 30. The title I gave really was Mother's Cry of Faith. Before I think, I, I, I believe I uh, titled it Faith That Makes a Way. Anyhow, if you can open your Bible, what I want to do, I want to read it once quickly and then want to slow down, explain some things and talk about things a little bit. Why is, why am I, why is this, this passage really spoke to me as I went to see uh, Tommy and pray for her? Because often when you pray, there are many, many times we feel like God is not answering my prayer. There are times in our lives where we feel like when I'm praying, but God, God somehow seems to ignore me. Sometimes we feel like God is saying no to my prayers. Actually, this is, a, this is a message from next Sunday, which is optional in the book, 40 Days of Prayer. In the, the material we're going through, I am not really speaking out of the best similar topic. How do you pray when God seems to be saying no? What do you do when God seems to be saying no? It's an important question, right? Did God, does God answer all of your prayers? Does God answer all of your prayers? Okay, seven of you, youth group teachers, I want to teach you how good your teachers are. <laughs> does God answer all our prayers? How many say yes? So this is a trick question. Okay. Does God, God, does God answer? Does, is, is there a time when God will not answer your prayers? Yes? Miss <laughs> Anne. <laughs> Now, let, let me ask you, does God answer all our prayers? That's okay. Okay, I heard three people say yes. <laughs> Elder Richard and Irene. Does God answer all our prayers? Still very weak. Does God answer all our prayers? Yes. This is, I think this is important because sometimes we forget Answers may be no. Answers may be wait. Answers may be, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Grow up. Because, you know, often we, what we are saying, often we are saying, God, God, does God answer my prayers the way I want? No. Most of the most of, of times not. Because we don't know what we are asking. You don't know what is best. Often we ask prayers, which is often horrible for me, without knowing. But God loving us, God who cares about us, always gives us the best. He always answers all our prayers in His wisdom, in His grace and mercy. God is good? Okay. Amen. Sorry, I'm getting a little hot here. If I take my neck or the necktie off, that you know I'm really, really excited. Okay. Let's look at the word of God, God together. Okay, let's read, read it quickly. Uh, Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28. I'm reading from my old uh, translation that I love. Jesus went away from there 
and we drew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. It is a little lagging. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out, began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. Oh, my goodness. Help. Let me do it again. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, Jesus, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was, only, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him and saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, She is so amazed. He says, Oh, woman. Your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once, immediately. That's the story. And some of you might have heard this story. Some of you may remember this story. If you think about it, this very rare thing. And there's really, there's, this is one of the few occasions where somebody comes to Jesus and asks, and he seems to say no. Almost everybody who comes to Jesus, you see Jesus heals. Remember the leper came and said, if you, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, touch the guy. Said, I'm willing. Almost there's no other places where somebody came to Jesus and asked. Jesus said no. But here's one of the few times when Jesus seems to be saying no to a woman who is desperate in need. Think about it a little bit. Now, today I want to look at that in that, think, in that thought a little bit. I want you to look what God is saying here. We want to dig into the Word and see what God is saying, all right? Okay. Let's, let's just slowly, by verse by verse, I want to look at it a little bit, and, and, and I'm trying to find His grace and mercy and truth in the Word of God. Uh, uh, there are so many miracles Jesus did. Few of them are recorded in the Bible. And God has given us this as our authorized stories and events for, and written interpretation for, to be foundation of our lives. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. Same story is told in Mark. And Mark asks a few more things. He says, Jesus got up and went away from there to the region of Tyre. By the way, this is a or the Gentile territory. Jesus mostly ministered in Israel and Jewish, Jewish territory. Now, one of the few occasions Jesus goes out of the region, goes into Gentile area, all right? And he says, and when he had entered a house, he wanted no one to know of it. Yet he could not escape notice. 
I don't know why Jesus wanted to, what, what, didn't want to be seen and be noticed. Maybe he was getting ready for what, what would happen in Jerusalem. Maybe he needed a little break, a little vacation. We do not know, I do not know exactly why, but he is now out of the normal Palestine, the Jewish Israel area. He is out of the region. He, and now Jesus is out there. Then he says, and Canaanite woman, meaning a Gentile woman. She's not a Jew. She is a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. A couple of things I want to, I want to highlight when in the, in the original language, it's not just she began to cry out and then she began to keep on crying out. That's the word. It's not she just began to cry out, but she's keep on crying out. And the word she really said was, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. She knew Jesus to be the Messiah, the Israelites, the Jews, Israelites has been waiting for. She calls him by the name, son of David. Now we'll talk about this. Now that's, that's one of the problems here. And she said my pro- her problem was her daughter was severely, cruelly demon-possessed. And often in our society, in these days, we do not often see people demonized. It's not normal for us to see in our culture. But other cultures, you go to different nations, you see this more often. It's not that there are any less, but there are demonic activities. I think in, in our culture, it is, works more subversely, more, uh, more uh, commonly everywhere, people without people knowing. It's almost like, you know, uh, when, it's, when it pours, Rains, but you know what? You get an umbrella, you protect yourself. When it's a little drizzle, you don't care. It's just a little drizzle. You go out, you know what happens? You get soaked because of a little drizzle. Often, because of a little drizzle, you, you do not think about it. You let it come. When it's a downpour, you hide away. But because of a little down drizzle, often in our culture, uh, demonic activities happens in that way. Anyhow, let me go on. Look at what is the next verse. But he did not answer her word. That's NASB, MSG version, my tasty version. Message version by uh, uh, <laughs> Eugene Peterson. He says, Jesus ignored her. But I, I like that, right? Jesus ignored her. She's screaming. She's following. She's screaming, crying out. Jesus ignores her. Jesus ignored her. There are times in our life we feel like God is not listening. He's ignoring me. Often psalmists will say, Oh God, do not remain silent. Do not be silent, oh God, do not be still. Sometimes we feel like God is not ignoring me. He's not listening, doesn't it? Even Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I have no rest. It seems like God is ignoring, not listening to me at all. What do you do? You get depressed, walk away. What do you do? What does this woman do? And, and, and his disciples came and implored him, saying, send her away. 
because she keeps shouting at us. She didn't stop because she just ignored. She keep on asking, keep on screaming to the point. Disciples say, Jesus, she's bothering us. Can you do something? She does not stop screaming at us. Please do something. But Jesus answered and said, some translation says it makes it sound like he's speaking to disciples only. The other translation actually says, enough, she heard it as well. It says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jesus says, and she, he said it enough, but she could hear, saying, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. Meaning, this is not my call. I didn't come for this. This is not per my purpose. Down the line it will be, Jesus came to come as a Messiah of, to save Israel. And, 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 and then out of that, the gospel go to the end of the earth. He says, not, it's not time yet. The time God will say no because it's not time yet. And Tasty Virgin says nicely, Jesus refused telling them, I've got my hands full dealing with the lordship of Israel. And you know, when Jesus was on earth, public ministry only did ministry about three, three and a half years. But in short time, he knew exactly what he came to do. He did those things for the sake of the whole world. But he focused on what he came to do. He did not divert off. He didn't just dabble in every little thing. No, he focused on what the Father called him to do, to be done in that time. So he's saying, I came for the lordship of Israel. Jesus refused. In the first, Jesus ignored. Now he says, he refuses. It's not time yet. It's not for you yet. What do you do? What do you do then? I know what she did. But she, but, she, even though Jesus ignored and refused her, but she still came closer, began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. Look at NLT, New Living Translation, and, and they put a new nuance into this. But she came and worshipped him. Pleading again. She wasn't just getting on knees and begging. She was actually, you know, showing all respect and honor, even worship unto Jesus. And says, Lord, help me. He doesn't, she doesn't say, son of David anymore. You see, before her request was wrong, she was asking to the, as a son of David, the Messiah. She is not a Jewish person. You cannot ask there was a wrong basis of what she was asking. And so, but she's now, she's, Lord, say, help me. Mom, moms, there's nothing more tenacious than mothers. When a woman, a lady becomes a mother, she's a totally different person. It's like a kitten becoming a lioness. Okay? <laughs> They will not step a thing. They'll push and they push. You mess with my kid. You have to deal with mom. You don't want to. You don't want to be there. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, "Lord, help me." And you know what Jesus says? 
It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, you thought Jesus was ignoring us bad enough, saying no is bad enough? What does he do? He goes even further. It's not good to take the bread for the children to throw it to the dogs. Okay, you can say no. Are you going to make fun of me? You're going to belittle me? You're going to shame me? Jesus said, you are like dogs. Yeah, in, a, in a, those days, Jewish people called Gentiles dogs, mongrels, wild beasts out there. But here the word is not that kind of dog. Actually, that word here is little household pets, puppies. So there's a little room, but still, you're calling me puppies? You're calling me dogs? You know, so Jesus is not only saying no, ignoring by saying no, and, not, and he says it's not good, it's not right. And when all these things happen, when God seems to say no to you, what do you do? If you do not have faith in who Jesus Christ is, you will say he's a bad person. He's not a good God. And he is not really good. Why would I continue doing this? You walk away. But she has something more than that. She did have faith in Jesus. She heard of what he has done before. More than because she's desperate, but she heard about what Jesus has done. She heard the stories and the miracles he has done before. And she comes. Look at what she says. She, she refused again, okay? And, and but, but I love to hear so many buts here. But when Jesus says, he knows, and as he goes back, she comes even closer. When he goes back further, she comes closer and drew closer to Jesus. I don't know about you. The time we pray, we seem like God is not listening. And God doesn't seem to give any answers. And God seems like God is saying no. And even feels like that maybe it's not a right thing to ask. And, you know, and yet our understanding of who God is will determine what, what we will do. Will I walk away? I remember one of the things that our friend Pastor Bob used to teach, tell us, teach us. Do not turn everything into a question of love. You, 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 don't, you don't have to ask, question God's love. He loves us to the point he gave his only son to die for us. You know, I love, and these I have three little loves that I have. They're little because they're little. I love eternity. I love Xavier too, yes. But I love Riley Joe. My my. Cute, cutest little granddaughter. You want to see some pictures? <laughs> would I give, would I do, I would do anything for that little one. I would do anything to fight anyone who hurts that little one. God gave his only son for us. And how can we, how can we you know, question is love. You know, this, uh, this, this Friday I was praying in the morning and I was undone by a thought. And I was just undone by a thought. God reminded me the first thing God ever kissed out of all the creation, you know. 
human beings. We were the first ones to receive God's first kiss. Think about it. When God made Adam from the earth and he, he formed it, he was not living thing yet, he put his breath in his nostril, he kissed him. He became a living being. Only creation God literally kissed his human beings. Only creation for whom God gave himself to die on the cross is us. Really, and how it's not issue of question, issue of his, whether he loves me or not, but he does. Remember, there's nothing God or God does, nothing that Jesus did out of, except other than out of his love. He was not saying, ignoring her because she was tired, I need a little break. No, he was not. He was not refusing her because she didn't want to give what she wanted. He was not. You see, when I began with who God is, how his love for us, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Then answers become easier. But she said, yes, Lord. But even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Even the puppies, dogs in the house, when, the, when any scraps and the crumbs that fall on the ground, they get to eat. Yes, the food is for the children. It's olden days, they didn't, have a, they, they didn't market dog food. When I was growing up, when I was little, Nobody bought dog food and fed the dog. They ate whatever left over. My dogs never stayed in the house. He's always outside, in a chain outside, never inside. I don't know the easy people love dogs more than people. They'll do everything to save dogs, but they will abort human babies. I don't understand. But anyhow, I don't know. I'm, I'm diverging here. I'm going off here. Sorry. But here, she says, but that, that's correct, Jesus. Bread is for the children. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall on the table. She's saying, just a little crumbs will be okay. But yet your, your grace is abundant. Just a little bit of that will help my daughter. And I want, I want you, you need to see she didn't get angry or re react. She, didn't get, she was not frustrated. She didn't get you know, what you call resentful. She didn't react. She came humbly. To Jesus. Even just the crumbs, just the little crumbs. Sometimes, you know, dogs underneath the table, and they do that, you know, and you just, you know, you feed, right? <laughs> but I, I don't know because we do not raise dogs at home. No, no pets. My wife said, no more pets, no pets in a house. My, my daughters want pets so long, but I said, no. Why? Because who is going to take care of the dog? Me. She said, I'm not going to take care of the dog. My daughter said, I will take care of it. Yeah, right. No. No dogs in the house. Just little crumbs. We come to God humbly. Prayer is an act of humility. You come humbly before God. Acknowledge God, we need you. I am in desperate need of you. Become humbly. So she came humbly. She didn't mind. She, was, she wasn't offended by things Jesus said, but she pressed in. Remember this verse? Uh, Jeremiah 29, 12 through 14. We looked at this last week. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. 
and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. You know, and I, I, when I look at this, Jesus was, Jesus was going to heal her daughter, restore her daughter. But I believe Jesus was allowing her faith to come out. And, and she's, in, in, through all this, her seeking with all of her heart is evident, it came out very, very clearly. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes, will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. God, Jesus, God says, when you seek me with all of your heart, I'll be found by you. It's almost like this. You know, uh, you know when, when you're little kids and want to play hide and seek, when you play hide and seek with your little kid, you don't hide too well. You hide so that they can find you. You know, you know what I mean? As a, as a parent, when I play hide and seek with my kid, I don't hide so well they cannot find me. You hide so that they can find you. They hide, you hide behind the table so that you stick out your butt so they can see you. I see you, Dad. That's what our God is doing. He is not hiding so that we cannot find him. He's hiding so he can be seen by us. There's, a, there's where God wants us to come and see. There are so many things that God has stored and hidden so that we come and ask him. You see, her request was before the time, before God's appointed time, where Jesus dies as the savior, as the king of, of the Jews. And when he resurrected from death, he began to declare his kingdom message goes to the ends of the earth, breaking the barrier of Jews into Gentiles. She, she down the line soon when Holy Spirit comes. Word of gospel go to the nations beyond Israel. Until then, this was a little early. It was before the time. One of the, one of the uh, med meditation verse, uh, memory verses this week was this. Daniel prays, we make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your, your, your mercy. We do not pray because we deserve, we pray because... We don't deserve it. We, we ask because you are good God. She knew something about Jesus. She trusted in Jesus. Something more than most people did. This is what Jesus is highlighting. She's not a Jew. She's a Gentile, yet Gentile woman who does not know the word of God, who has not taught in the ways of the, of, the, of the people of God, somehow she had trust and faith in Jesus more than a lot of people. You know what you, then, then Jesus says, I would have loved, I would have loved, I would have loved to go back in time and take a video of Jesus' faith when he says to her. Then Jesus said to her, what kind of faith did he have? What kind of faith did he have? Oh, woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. Did he look like, okay, fine, you can have what you want. You know what I mean? Is that what he's saying? Oh, is, you know, can you see sparkle in his eyes? I want you to do this. Your woman, your faith is great. 
Just as he told that uh, centurion, Roman centurion, who said, Jesus said, your, your faith is great. I have, seen a, I have seen a greater faith in Israel and healed his servant because of his faith. You see, faith opens the door. Faith invites our God to come into our lives. In the midst of the age where we disbelieve in God, we reject God, faith, trust in God, faith comes to God, we invite him into our lives. Faith invites our God in. Oh, woman, your faith is great. What does a faith look like? What does a faith look like? Sorry. What does a faith look like? Think about that. What kind of faith was it? She had the faith that found salvation, healing, salvation for her daughter. It was shameless, shameless faith. It's a violent faith. It was aggressive faith. It was persistent, never give up kind of faith. Yes, hum humble and desperate faith she had. But more than that, the content of her faith is amazing. She trusted in the goodness, goodness of Jesus, his heart. And she was not offended, thinking that, oh, he is rejecting me. No, she didn't, she didn't took Take, took Jesus' reje seeming rejection as rejection. No, she took it as invitation to draw closer. Invitation to draw closer. I like the tasty version. Look at that. She, Jesus gave in, he says. This is the message translation. Jesus gave in. I love that. Just think about that. Do you know this may sound heretical. Do you know that God changes his mind? Do you know that? The Bible says God repents. It's in the Bible. Genesis 6. After God created human beings, our human beings are so sinful, God repents that I repent. King James Version said God repented that he created, he created man and woman, human beings. God changed, but our God changes his mind. Not because he's weak, but he is out of his love, out of his kindness, he is willing to change his mind for his love's sake. She, her prayer, her prayer changed the mind of Jesus. It was before the appointed time. It was not really right, but Jesus changed his mind, gave her what she asked for. Faith does that. Yes, faith changes us, but yet God allows our faith to change his decisions. Isn't that what Abram prayed when his, Lot, when his nephew Lot was in Sodom and Gomorrah and when God sent angels to destroy that city? When, when Abram you know, interceded for the city, God, what if there are 50 righteous people? Would you destroy the whole city? God said, no. For, for 50 righteous people, I will not. And he began to bark, talk to God. What about if there's 40? What about if there's 30? What if there's 10 righteous people? Jesus God said, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy the cities. In Abram's faith comes come before God. You are not that kind of God. You are a good God. And he began to talk to God. God changes mind. Our God changes his mind. Because of, not because he's weak, but because he loves us. Faith 
and somebody does that. Look at what, what Jesus said. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, everyone who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it, it, it will be opened. Next verse, it says, you know, that energy translation, it says, I like it better here. It's more clear, clearer in this version. It says, keep on asking. The word ask was not just one-time thing. That really the Hebrew Greek word means keep on asking. Ask and keep on asking. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. And keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. The, his, his invitation was keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Do not give up. Keep on asking. Seek. Keep on knocking on the door. And she did. Yeah, there are times it seems like God is not listening. God saying no to us. God is rejecting. God is rejecting us. And often, some, sometimes it is, it, often than not, it is an invitation to draw closer to God. In faith. Trusting God. Trusting God. Ask God to draw. Uh, God is inviting us to draw near in faith. One of my favorite verses, uh, I think this is what we've, I've been meditating last probably 40 days. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. You see, faith pleases our God. Without faith, we cannot please God. And it says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, he exists, he is. And that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Earnestly seek him. Something I found. God rewards those who diligently seek him. Are we seeking him? Are we drawing near? Are we asking? Are we coming? I mentioned this too. Um, let, me, let me read this verse again. Matthew eleven twelve. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence. A forcible people lay hold of it. Now, it doesn't mean somebody can break into heaven and in heaven and take whatever is in heaven by force. No, it just means people who are in faith, who are persistent, comes and God allows them to come in and receive God's grace and blessings even before our time. Faith that makes a way. I believe more than anything else in these 40 days of prayer, God is inviting us trust in who God is and draw near in faith. Come. He is more than willing he is more than willing to give. Draw near. Draw near. My size over, I think. God is good? Let me see if I missed anything. Just want to make sure that I didn't miss anything.
You see, her faith was being tested. Is your faith being solely tested? Will you still trust? Will you still hold on? Anything else? And the reward was her daughter was instantly healed after that. Jesus said, woman, you have whatever you wish. Whatever you wish. Whatever you wish. In the last 40 days of our, in a prayer, what have you been asking God? What have you been asking? Let me ask you, what have you been asking? It would have been a futile exercise if we went for 40 days of prayer without really asking God. What have you been asking? What have you been pressing in for? What is it? God reminded us, I think, from the way in the beginning, this 40 days of prayer wasn't just a small group time of a Bible study time. It was really a time of God's breakthrough and miracles. What miracles have you been asking? Let me ask you, what miracle have you been asking? It's about faith, isn't it? Do I believe that he will do what he said he will do? If you had to ask God one thing, God, can you, I'll ask, can you do this one thing, God? What would that be? Help help your grandmother get better? She's not doing well physically. So what have you been asking? What have you been asking? I believe there is a grace of God for miracles. There is a grace of God for miracles and breakthroughs is granting us. Let's all stand a little bit. In his presence, our God is here.